Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. In today's episode, I'm talking to Sarah Latham from Friends and Canines, which is a natural dog treat company founded in 2019. When lockdown began, the business really took off, and now Sarah has a thriving business delivering to happy pooches throughout the UK. So hi, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me on. That's okay. Let's start, as we always do, by getting you to tell us a little bit more about you and how you ended up starting your lovely dog treat business. So my name's Sarah and yeah, I am a bit of a crazy dog lady. I have six dogs of my own and back when I got Harvey almost seven years ago now, he was quite unwell as a puppy. He was a giveaway and so I swapped him onto a more natural diet, which led me down the route of then obviously switching to natural chews. So yeah, it was just a a personal interest of my own, you know, and then my friends wanted to share chews with me and eventually just came about that I might as well set it up as a business. That seems to be the most common thread actually with a lot of people that I've spoken to and I suppose that's why they're successful is because they are finding an interest or a gap in the market that they're thinking I can fill it so that's always the best way to start isn't it. So what was the process for you because you were working full-time weren't you at the time so what was the first step that you took when you kind of made that decision? Yeah so I was working full-time and Firstly, my business was just set up as a Facebook page. You know, I just added my stuff on Facebook. People used to message me what they want and then I messaged them back with the cost and a PayPal link. And that's just how it was. It was just a bit of a hobby. You know, I like talking about dogs. And at what point did you realise that, okay, it needs to be more than just a Facebook page? Because there's a lot of to and froing with a Facebook page. You've got to do the messages. It's a lot of work for you, isn't it? I would have thought to actually get to the stage where somebody's placed an order. At what point did you decide that you needed something different? Yeah, well, it was exactly that. It was just so time consuming, messaging people back and forth with links, checking they paid, then checking it was the right address. Because, you know, if people have moved, they don't always think about changing it on the PayPal account. It was a lot of messages back and forth and then just printing labels to get to the post office. It was just really time consuming and people really seemed to like the product. So I thought, you know, we need to go further with this. So I guess you just decided that you needed to build your own website. Is that something you did or did you get somebody else to do that? Well, to be honest, I really have basic computer knowledge. You know, we didn't have computer lessons when I was at school. So I had no idea how to build a website. I had no idea whatsoever. So I started looking into companies that build websites for you. And I was just shocked at the price. And there was no way. It was, it was a hobby. wasn't even a business at that point. There was no way that I could afford to pay somebody to build a website. So to be honest, I was just like, oh, I don't know what to do now. So what did you do? What was the next step? How did you? Because you have a beautiful website now. <laughs> Thank you. So one day an ad just popped up on Facebook. Learn how to make your own website for free in 21 days. I was like, 
well, that's amazing. I was just thinking I need to build a website <laughs> and up pops an ad. Obviously, now I know about retargeting. It all makes sense. Back then, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Just I'm thinking about something and up pops an ad. It's like Facebook knows what you're thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a fabulous mentor and it was a real struggle to get built in 21 days. But that was the challenge she was running at the time to obviously try and test whether it could be done. So what platform was she building it on? Because obviously you needed an e-commerce website. Was she just doing specifically e-commerce websites in the challenge or was it just anybody wanting to build any kind of website? So there was other people like building service websites. I think I was the only one that added a shop. It's a WooCommerce website. So that's all she teaches is building on, on WordPress. And so you managed to do it in the 21 days then and just, have a yeah. functional I mean, it... e-commerce site at the end of that? Yep. That must have been so day 22. I actually got my first sale on the website. Amazing. Wow. What a sense of achievement. Because as you say, just now you don't have a lot of tech background. It can be so daunting, can't it? When you start digging into this stuff and trying to figure out what you need to do to have somebody guiding you through that process must have been such a godsend at the time. You launched your website and then I guess you must have had, did you have a decent following on Facebook, I presume, where you'd been doing that stuff? So how did you transition from doing it all through Facebook to actually making it sell through the website? So at the end of the website challenge, I joined a membership to learn Mm. how to then actually run a website how you drive traffic to a website all things like that you know your Facebook ads and and even then I was still working full-time friends and family would say to me what do you mean you've built a website is it really that easy and I said no it's not easy I'd be crying some nights because I just didn't understand with the support of the group that I'm in we learned how to drive traffic to your website instead of just Facebook. I mean, obviously now the invention of Facebook shops is fantastic for small businesses, but unfortunately Facebook doesn't like to share a lot of my products because they class them as animal parts or the sale of live animals, which obviously isn't what I'm doing. But with, you know, Facebook, it is just a computer analysing your products so Facebook shops doesn't actually work very well for me it's all about driving people to the website and like you say people want to shop 24 7 nowadays so if they were messaging me in the middle of the night I'm messaging them back the next day it was a very long process so websites are fantastic now for letting people shop yeah so do you actually do Facebook ads then or have you done Facebook ads I mean not specifically maybe a Facebook shop but Have you done Facebook ads? And they've worked for you, have they? Yeah, really well. So I've been running Facebook ads for a while now and retargeting ads. So people have visited your website and not bought. You can get that little reminder. And it's fascinating now. So back from that day when I was retargeted with an advert, once you understand it, it's it's an amazing, amazing platform of what you can do with people. I mean, Facebook ads don't work for everyone, but... If you can give them a whirl and you can understand what you're doing, then they really are amazing. Yeah. And I, of course, I'm seeing your retargeting ads now because I have been on your website. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's really nice to see that, actually. I want to take a step back and let's talk, as you mentioned, about the fact that Facebook think that you're selling animal parts, which 
kind of you are actually I am, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest when I first went on your website so I thought well, this sounds really cool I like the idea of this because you do hear scare stories about what's actually in the dog treats that we buy in kind of supermarkets and stuff and you think oh actually do we want to really be feeding them that so I was very interested when I realized what you did I went straight to your website obviously and had a little look and then I'm looking at chicken feet and duck feet and venison legs and things I'm thinking oh okay that really natural treats then so I I can't imagine where you'd start sourcing those kind of products how has that side of the business been because on your website you have a big selection of products and very varied selection of products as well don't you so how is that process of actually finding these treats and making sure that they are natural products they're not just people trying to pretend that they're natural which I think is what a lot of suppliers do don't they yeah obviously the pet industry isn't regulated as strictly as human food so you can put natural on anything you want and it's not always the case so it is just about being careful so obviously I vet my suppliers strictly you know always making sure I get samples of items before we get them in and obviously my dogs like to test them all so a lot of people want UKO. A lot of my treats are, but the likes of I've got ostrich, ostrich that we sell. And let's face it, there isn't many ostriches in England. So they are from no, Africa, no. South Africa, but obviously it's it's sustainable for them to, you know, ostriches as, as a normal, as a cow for us. I will say a lot of people say, oh, they're all only UK. I say no they are all sustainable and I like to think of it as using animal parts that otherwise will be wasted so you know particularly a lot of the beef products are are off cuts from the food industry we like to make sure the dogs get the best but yeah it's not wasted animal parts I was going to ask you actually but you answered the question that you source everything from the UK but obviously I know a lot of people have found such challenges once we hit Brexit when they were importing things Do you directly import things or do you just use British suppliers who do the importing? Has that affected you at all with Brexit? Mostly I just get from people already in the UK. But there has been a few challenges, but uh, yeah, we've managed to overcome them. So we're okay. That's good because a lot of people are having real trouble, aren't they, with customs for goodness knows how long. But it's a real nightmare, but good that you don't have that problem. So when you're in your day-to-day running of your business, what is the thing that you find the most challenging? Because you're doing it full-time now, aren't you? So, um... Do you do everything? Yes, I do do everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do every... I do everything myself at the moment. And, okay, so ask the question, which is your favourite bit of running the business? Just talking to dog owners. I love it when people send me pictures and they send me videos of the dogs. So, yeah. It's great talking to people about dogs. Must get to know some really nice, cool people with very cool dogs, I imagine, doing your kind of job. Yeah. And what, on the other side of the coin then, what do you find the most challenging part of it? Um, Bootkeeping. So, yeah, I now have an accountant. So I suppose I don't do everything myself now. Well done. So, yeah, that was the first thing that I outsourced was the bootkeeping. I'm spreadsheets and stuff like that. And I don't enjoy it. So it was always getting left till the end of the month. Didn't get done. And that's not something that you want to get messed up. So I just send her all my info and uh, yeah. A very wise woman. <laughs> I mean, I'm trained in bookkeeping and accounts and I still do mine, but I'm just got to the point where I'm like, do you know what? I can do it. But mm, yeah, I think, think this year is going to be where I actually pay somebody else to do it. But But yeah. Because you don't need the stress either. That's the one thing with bookkeeping and a lot of people that it's not just 
the time it takes you and that you don't enjoy that you could be doing something much more fun and much more productive it's actually a really stressful side if you, you're worrying that you haven't got it right or is the tax man going to come and knock on my door or whatever so yeah that's wise move um so do you actually ship and pack the parcels yourself yeah we've got a courier now rather than royal mail i've got a track courier now so they collect from me every day and uh, yeah so we ship to anywhere in the uk of the UK just becomes amazing yeah I must imagine that would be a potential nightmare <laughs> what's in the bag uh, some cow's ears and <laughs> bull's knees and things like that yeah that would be a bit of a challenge I'm guessing so you've obviously in the last year have just gone from as you say just a side hustle effectively to be a job really thriving business what's the plan for the next sort of year five years, 10 years, have you got a big vision or are you just taking every day as it comes and kind of rolling with it as it goes? Yeah, so when I quit my job last March, I, I made myself some targets and actually those targets, have they've increased tenfold this year. So it's been amazing. an amazing year. So I've doubled my sales target for this financial year. So yeah, we're growing bigger and better and take on a member of staff this year to help me uh, with the orders. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, get some more help with advertising. Obviously, Google Ads now, just because the last year I haven't had the time to invest, to sit down and do them properly. So, you know, it's great Facebook advertising and Google Ads, but if, you're not, if you don't actually understand what you're doing, you could just be wasting your money. Or if people are running Facebook yes. ads yeah. and they actually don't know if it's bringing it is a bit of a waste of money. So it's about yeah. putting your time, your energy and your money in the right place at the right time. So we're um, hoping to get somebody to help me with orders and then get support with, with my advertising. It's kind of sustainable then, isn't it? You can kind of, that's what I love about paid advertising is, you know, if you get a way to look back a little bit so that you can have a moment, catch up, pause, breathe, and then you're away again, aren't you? It's amazing and amazing that you can do that. But as you say, really important that you know it's working. It surprises me how many people spend all this money on Facebook ads, Google ads, whatever, and yet, and they don't actually know whether it's working. It astounds me. But anyway, that's a different conversation. We're not talking about that today. I'd like to kind of take you back to when you first started. Would you do anything differently looking back now that you've got the experience of, you know, the last year, 18 months, and you are where you are? Would you have done anything differently when you were starting out? Do you think? You know, we. Slowly at first did give me time to learn things, but I probably would have gone part-time in my day job a lot earlier than keeping full-time and then just quitting. I probably would have cut hours back earlier and put more hours into the business. But no, I don't regret it at all. It's been absolutely amazing. And if I was coming to you now saying, oh, I've got this idea and I want to do this, whatever, a similar thing. What, what advice would you give to somebody, a friend maybe, who was thinking about doing the same thing? Not necessarily e-commerce, but just the fact that you've gone from a full-time job to a, running your own business. Because it's a very different mindset. It's a very different set of problems running your own business, isn't it? To actually having a paycheck at the end of the month. What advice would you give a friend if they came to you to do the same? I'd say, yeah, just know that it's not easy. I think there's two sets of people in my life, people that look at me and think, wow, that was really easy for her, but they don't see the time and the pressure that you do put in at home. Uh, yeah. And there's some people that think, oh, she just sits at home all day cuddling the dogs. Oh, that's easy. It's, <laughs> it's really not easy, 
But on the other hand, it is an amazing journey. So go for it. But be careful where you take your advice from. So Mm. I don't ask my friends and family to look at my website and give me feedback because they are not my ideal customers. And would they really give me the honest advice that I need? Try and get yourself some honest advice you know it's not people being brutal with you but there's no point in people saying oh your website's really great if actually people find it really difficult to check out then they're not going to buy with you so yeah get honest advice probably from outside of your inner circle yeah that's really good advice actually I I wholeheartedly agree with that because as you say I mean family and friends they're they're well-meaning But sometimes you just need somebody to come back and say, right, okay, this is good. This is good. But you need this or you need that. And friends and family and the friends and family very often just don't get it. They don't just get the whole thing. Yeah. My mum quite often rang me up and said, are you watching Loose Women? And I'm like, no, I'm working. Yeah, but you're at home. So aren't you watching TV? And I'm like. She just did not get it at all that it was actually a real business and I was actually busy. Yeah, and like the phone's ringing all the time and because because you're at home or people dropping in for, well, not, not now, obviously, but, you know, somebody just dropping, oh, I just thought I'd drop in for coffee because I knew you'd be at home. Yeah, <laughs> but I suppose that's an important part of what we have to do as business owners, isn't it, is to establish those boundaries with people and actually, and I'm not very good at this, I don't know how you are with this, but actually... If the phone rings, I always feel I need to answer it. But sometimes I think we need to take the responsibility, don't we, sometimes to say, OK, I'm not going to answer that phone because I'm in the middle of something or to say, look, I'd love to chat, but I'm really busy. Can I call you back later? So um, I don't know. Are you are you good at that side of things or do you kind of just <laughs> chat for half an hour and um, think, oh, no, yeah, I should no. We've got too much to do. <laughs> Sometimes I don't mind people ringing me because I will say I can talk to you, but I'm still packing orders at the same time. So you might be noisy, but it's when people constantly message me and you stop to look at that message, then you reply and it really interrupts your day. So sometimes I do have to say, right, I'm turning the messages off for an hour and cracking on. But yeah, it, it is really difficult. It's an ongoing challenge. Yeah, you know, if I was at my day job, people wouldn't expect me to be answering messages because I'd be at work. So, yeah, it is. It's really important, you know, in your business to give it the time. Yeah, but then I suppose we have the the plus side on the other side is that if something happens, if there's an emergency, you can actually, if you really, really need to, you can drop it and go and you don't have to ask somebody's permission to leave. So I, I guess there's the pros and the cons of, as with everything, isn't there? So. Yeah, I mean, I I love the flexibility of being able to make my own schedule. So quite often do meet up with friends in an afternoon for walk the dogs for an hour. You know, it's quite easy to give myself that hour off. But then I will go home and do, you know, hours work seven to eight or something because I've still got things to do. But, you know, that's my choice. And if that fits in with my life, then that's fine. Yeah. And as long as it's your choice, then that's the important part. And you're still getting lots of fulfillment from the work and from the business. So that's the main thing, isn't it? So, yeah, it's been lovely chatting to you. I really enjoyed it, actually. And I am going to head over to your website now and carry on looking to try and figure out what little treats to get for Ollie. I really I do wish you a lot of success with this because it's a it's a brilliant product. And I think so many more people are being aware of wanting something that's more natural 
and I know a lot of people are into raw dog food and everything at the moment aren't they so it's definitely a huge market and um, I wish you every success and I'm really looking forward to seeing how far you can take this you know seeing your success in in the coming months and years thanks ever so much for talking to me it's been great thank you if you've enjoyed this episode I would love it if you would leave us a review on apple podcasts it really does help other people to discover the content don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode